Hi everyone, it's me Kat Muir and today I'm going to be talking about the two-headed snake. Now, the two-headed snake is a creature that's actually really common. It's conjoined twins, it's two snakes that are joined so they have two separate heads but one body. And why I found this really interesting was I was watching a nature programme with my children and although there's quite a lot of snakes born like this or hatched like that, they, they don't survive because a predator comes along and one head wants to go in one direction, one head wants to go in another direction and the end result is they're stuck and they can't move and the predator eats them. And I think a lot of the times in life we're kind of like that a bit. We want to do one thing but we want to do another thing and it, it creates a conflict and then we end up being stuck and we just can't see a way out of it and I think sometimes especially for me anyway there was a lot of years where there would be things I wanted to do and I would have the idea of something and it felt really good and I really wanted to do it and then there was another part of me would come up and just shoot it down completely it would tell me all the reasons why I shouldn't do it all the reasons why it wouldn't work all the reasons why it would be embarrassing or I'd make a fool of myself and then I would have this conflict going on almost like an argument inside myself about I want to do it but I shouldn't do it I want to do it but I shouldn't do it and a lot of clients that I've worked with over the years and even a lot of artists that I've worked with over the years they'll, they'll tell me they have this dilemma and, and they just feel stuck where they are so a long time ago, I started to work out different ways for myself, how I could put the end to the two-headed snake and get things to line up within my own head. And I discovered for me, and this has been true for lots of other people that I've helped as well, there is a voice in your head. And it's not like one of these things where you're going insane or anything like that but we all have this inner chat that goes on in our head and when I was younger I just used to think that that was everything it said was true that it was knowledgeable I didn't actually question the things that that was coming from my head and then once I started studying all this stuff I realized that actually that inner voice is made up from things that people have said to us when we were young, when we were grown up. And I found it quite interesting when my daughter, who's now 17 at this point in time, when she was only two, three years old and she was speaking, she would speak out loud. And a few of the psychology books I read, they said that when you're very little, what you see outside ends up becoming your inner voice. And I found that with my son as well, who's five years younger. And when I would listen to both of my kids talking, when they were playing or when they were doing things, they were just chatting to themselves, I could hear their inner dialogue and I found it really fascinating. And because I'd always did my best as a parent to make my kids feel loved, accepted, wanted, connected, good enough, then their inner dialogue when they were very little was great up until they started nursery at the school. So, you know, they were about three and a half. And first of all, when my daughter started, things that other kids would say or other teachers would say, that started to become her outside dialogue to be her inside dialogue. 
and when I would hear her saying things I would catch her and one time was really interesting because she was saying something like oh that's very silly which is not something that I would ever say I'd kind of eradicated words like that from from my language in in the house but one of the teachers had said it to her and some of the kids or something like that and and she said it and I said to her, oh, don't, don't say that about yourself. You're very clever. Just say, oh, that was really clever. And she looked at me like, like really shocked. And she said, how did you know what I was thinking, mummy? <laughs> and she wasn't even aware that her inside dialogue was actually still outside at this point. And she was about maybe four or five. So everything that we think in our head starts off when we're little. It comes in influences around us from people that are older, not just necessarily grown-ups, but even older siblings or cousins or friends. It's people that are around us that are saying things to us. And then we either accept it or we reject it. But when we're very little, we can't really reject a lot because we don't have the ability to reason. So if we're very little and someone says to us, you're really stupid, then we take that on board that that's true. That that person who's larger than us has said that, so that must be true. And then if we hear it another couple of times, then that builds a foundation where we actually believe that we're stupid when we're, we're totally not. Whereas it also works the other way around. If the people around us tell us how clever we are, then we grow up with that foundation of being intelligent. If we hear people telling us that we're really good at an instrument or we're a good dancer or we're good at being funny or, or good at writing or, or whatever, it starts to become a foundation for who we are as a person. And it, it's just quite an interesting thing, but for me, I found that when I had this conflict in my inner dialogue with what I wanted and what was being said inside my head, once I managed to sort it out and I didn't have it anymore, I found lots of people telling me the same stuff, that they would really want to do this, but they couldn't for whatever reason. Sometimes they didn't know what the reason was, it was just an overwhelming feeling of fear. Sometimes they did have a reason and it wasn't really their reason once we started talking about it. It was stuff that their mum had said or their gran had said or their auntie had said. So what I'd like to tell you about, I'd like to give you something that would help you. And it helped me a lot. I'd like you just to imagine just now, just close your eyes and take a deep breath if you're able to. If you're in the car, obviously don't close your eyes. But if you're able to, just sit somewhere you can relax, close your eyes and take in a nice big deep breath. And I'd like you just to imagine, just for a moment, the voice in your head. So say something that would normally trigger or spark a conflict. Maybe you want to get a new job. Maybe you want to buy a new car or you want to live in a different country or write a book or sit on top of a mountain in Peru and pray for rain, whatever it is that, that you want to do, the thing that you would normally want to do, where you shoot yourself down before you even start it. Just think about that just now. And then what I'd like you to do is just be aware of, is it a voice or is it a feeling or is it a picture that you have in your head? Now, 
it can be one of these or it could be two of these or it could be all of these different things but for a lot of people it tends to be a voice they're telling themselves reasons why it's going to fail so I'm going to address that on this podcast so what I'd like you to do is just imagine where that voice comes from do you hear it inside your head outside your head above your head to the left to the right, to the back and wherever it is I want you just to imagine now that you know where it is and I'd like you to imagine a dial and the dial goes up to 14 and I'd like you just to imagine listening to this voice in your head and as you listen turn the dial down to 10 And just let the voice keep talking. And as it keeps talking, turn the dial down to eight. And now I'd like you just to challenge it again. Let it come up and tell you all the reasons why you can't do this one thing. And turn the dial down to five. And just feel how much easier everything seems to be when you turn the dial down, when the noise is a bit less. And I'd like you just to imagine now just turning it all the way down to one. And you can just sort of hear it. It sounds like it's really far away. Like if you wanted to hear it, you could, but you don't really need it to be there. If there was any real emergency, then that voice could come through. But for most of the things, it's not an emergency. It's fears and opinions of lots of other people. So you can just leave it in the background. In fact, if it bothers you, you can turn it all the way down to zero. And then just talk about that one thing. And see what happens. It doesn't that feel better. I really hope you've enjoyed this. I found that when I took my kids to this place up in Aviemore and you could climb up this thing that was about 60 feet in the air it was kind of like a tree trunk like a telegraph pole and when you climbed up to the very top there was a very small hand barrier that you could hold on to and you basically jumped off you you had a harness attached to and you just stepped off and you free fell down 60 feet and it was actually it was a lovely experience but when I was climbing all the way up it's getting higher and higher and when you're standing on the top of this tree stump which is just a little bit bigger than your feet your stomach starts to kind of lurch a little bit and I found in my head there was so much noise and when I turned the volume down I found that it was very easy just to check my harness was attached and just step off. Now if this was maybe 20 years ago I couldn't have, I couldn't have done that because you know, I had a fear of heights for a very long time and I found that by just turning the volume down and just trusting in myself and I think we all lack that bit of trust in ourselves but if you can trust in yourself turn the volume down and know that you've got all the knowledge that you're going to need for whatever it is that you're going to do then it seems a lot easier to just go out and do stuff so I hope you've enjoyed that I really hope you're going to do the thing that that you would really like to do that's going to help you and make the world a better place and 
I will see you on the next one. I'm Kat Muir, Kat Muir Coaching. Find me on Facebook or you can visit my website at www.katmuircoaching.com. Lots of love. Bye.